0: Hey, come in and the meat man, you all to see me
1: eat now. Hit on the meat man, you me all to see me eat man. I got jaws like a bat, trap a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I am born out in Texas called the Land of Beef. Never catch a muscle greener showing a the hell of like a meat. I'm the meat man, you all to see me eat man. I'm the meat, man. Los Angeles, a city of food, culture, and diversity. So many foods are represented here. I traveled most recently to eat at the LA Food Bowl. While I was there, I went to a small place in Chinatown to eat hot chicken. If you haven't heard of Holland Ray's, it is a mecca for Nashville style hot chicken. The owner, Johnny Ray Zone, didn't just open a hot chicken place out of nowhere. He did his research. He went to Nashville and tried Prince's, Bolton's, and many of the other spots in Tennessee. He wanted to learn. In the same way that Texas barbecue is traveling the globe, he transplanted Nashville into California. I watch a lot of food trends, and I can say that the hot chicken trend is going to grow as fast as barbecue. I think we live in a time where people are afraid of copying. We live in a time where cultures are defensive, and we all need to be a little bit more open-minded. When someone like Johnny brings a food to a new place, it is a homage to the originals. The same way people in LA are creating Texas barbecue at a level that you can find here in Texas. Intention and authenticity are important to me and Johnny Ray is someone to watch if you want to see great intentions He puts his staff above himself in many ways which is dead-on with some of my favorite barbecue joints It's not just about good food. It's about the place the experience the staff There's not many people that love their staff as much as Johnny And there's a reason that people wait in his line just like in barbecue for hours It's been on my list for years to go and I was so excited when I sat down at the bar My heart was beating out of my chest. They saw I liked my hot sando and they asked if I wanted to try extra hot Why not right? If you saw my live stream on Instagram, you know I put that away as well. I wanted to prove myself, and once I had, they handed me a Howland wing. Now, Howland is the hottest chicken. I know it's the hottest chicken, because they gave me gloves to eat it. They also warned me that there might be more of a day to recover from it. I tell you this story because I don't think this interview would have happened unless I had proven myself. I wanted to have the experience and get the respect of Howland Ray's line cooks. I wanted to get their respect before I asked Johnny for anything. A lot of work goes into this show, and it's not just writing emails and editing. I'm out here working to be part of the scenes. To cover the story righteously, to be there not just to take pictures, but to experience it as well. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Johnny Rayzone, the master behind Howlin' Race. You're listening to or watching The Best Barbecue Show. We've got a fun episode today. I'm here with Johnny Rayzone, owner, creator of uh, Howlin' Race, probably the most popular chicken place in LA. I think so.
0: <laughs> we're, we're busy, we stay busy, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, so you guys were open every day but Monday.
0: Yeah, six days a week, uh, Tuesday through Sunday, uh, 11 to 7. Uh, if you get in line by 7, we still serve you. So it ends up being open to like 8, 8.30 some days, you know. And then we do pre-orders uh, before we open and throughout service. Um, we have a Howland Vault where we release like these kind of like FastPass gift card uh, things quarterly. And... Um, you can purchase those, um, there's a limited uh, supply, and then you can place like fast pass order kind of thing.
1: So you can, you skip the whole line or you get? Yeah,
0: we've, we've had a lot of requests for it and we've been trying to figure out how to do it and this is something that recently just got implemented um, and it's working out pretty good. People are pretty uh, pretty happy about it, you know.
1: Well, and I, I came here a couple of days ago and you know, 90 minutes is a pretty quick line Yeah. You get here. You know, that that's really nice. I've waited in line for barbecue for three, four hours before. Yeah. When yeah. I first started going to Snows, I was in that line. Probably spent 300 hours in that line. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you, uh, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to come here wasn't just the amazing hot chicken, but you have this amazing air, this fun attitude, this just everyone's psyched to be there, everyone's psyched to see everybody, everyone's, you know, howling, dancing, showing off for people's Instagrams and the social media is that. Was that organic? Did you just decide you wanted to have like the best attitudes in the world or what?
0: Yeah. I mean, it just kind of evolved, you know, so I've been a chef for about like 13, 14 years now. Um, and when I first opened it, you know, I didn't know what to expect, you know, like I didn't, I didn't, I I just knew I wanted to bring hot chicken to LA, you know, Nashville hot chicken and introduce it to the city and share with the city something that I fell in love with, um, out in Nashville. And uh, so I did my research, met met the families, met the people behind it, wow. uh, you know, like went from place to place trying the whole scale of things, you know, um, going to different spots that aren't even maybe tied and relevant to Nashville Hot Chicken, like um, Arnold's Meat and Three or uh, Mount Zion Church, you know, like on Easter Sunday. But just absorbing the culture and the people, that's really something that I also fell in love with um, and wanted to introduce to you know LA so part of that what you're you're saying that dancing that celebration of, of life celebration of you know a gratitude towards somebody for for spending 90 minutes you know of their time waiting for you know a counter seat or whatever it may be you know sharing that love and, and um, you know that was, that was an important part to Um, what I also wanted to bring to LA was, was that, that Southern hospitality, that, you know, um, appreciation for the individual and the human being, regardless of race, you know, culture, ethnicity, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like, we appreciate you kind of thing. So it kind of, it took on its own thing. You know, people would come in with their phones, you know, we started like, Hey, you know, we got a Snapchat or Instagram and Hey, everybody yells. And then that started a thing. And then people hear it in the line. You know, And so then they're, when they're going up to order or whatever, they pull out their phones and then it just kind of, it became its own animal slash beast. And it is what it is today. And it's continually evolving, you know?
1: Did you, I know that you were working when you uh, tried the chicken for the first time. Was that just a total fluke or were you interested in it before you went to Nashville?
0: so yeah i went i went out to nashville to study um sean brock's cooking like like this antebellum southern cuisine that was very like uh, it, it had this kind of air of mystery to me you know because typical you think southern food you think like you know mac and cheese you know collard greens and things like that but rarely do you think about things like like a three sister succotash or you know like a type of aging a cowpea like leather britches you know like um it had this allure to me where i was like these names and these different dishes that have been passed down through tradition you know and so i want to go out there and study that and um, that's originally why I went out to Nashville was uh, after my father passed, I was kind of like, you know, I, I realized life is really short and, and fragile and might as well go out and do what you want to do and learn, learn you know, what you want to learn about. It. And so I was willing to kind of like uh, pay for a flight and do a stage, which is where you go out and you work for free yeah. um, for, you know, 16 hour days, like six days straight, just working for this guy. And I just, I fell in love with the culture. I had hot chicken. I fell in love with hot chicken. But originally, that's why I went out there, is I wanted to, you know, um, study that type of cooking. That, that, you know, it was something that really, for some reason, it drew it, it drew me towards it, you know?
1: Well, and you create that amazing experience for so many people. I, I kind of, I, I almost was going to let someone in front of me in line because... I saw that I might not get a seat at the bar, and I was like, "Well, I'll let them go, and then the bar will clear." Because I want to sit at the bar. I wanted this, that experience. Did it feel that way when you had your first hot chicken sandwich? Like to just like look at the sandwich. And- is that why you make that such a grandiose experience here?
0: Well I mean the, the first time I had hot chicken wasn't actually in a sandwich so just like that that evolution of you know the hospitality and 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 passing the sandwich or you know doing shout outs and stuff I, I had a breast quarter and um, I, I fell in love with with, with the quarter pieces of uh, mm-hmm. Nashville Hot Chicken because traditionally Fried chicken served by the piece, you know, so it's like uh, like a 10 piece meal or whatever it's they take a breast one breast and they cut it into either two or three sections and then that's that's a breast piece, right? That's constitutes one piece and it's a way for them to make more money Um, and then your your wing will be a separate wing. You know what I mean? Your thigh will be a thigh. Your drumstick will be a drumstick, Um, but quarter pieces the thigh and the drum are still attached and the backbone's still on there. Now, backbones are used for like stock and and they're very flavorful pieces of the chicken albeit they're not like the most enjoyable to eat just a straight backbone but if you like really suck on a backbone and, and and taste it and get the marrow and everything it's like chicken soup you know it's like amazing uh flavor profile and so our quarters you know and 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 quarters Nashville hot chicken fried in quarters it, it blew my mind i never had it like that before growing up in los angeles um so the the sandwich was an evolution where my wife was like we got to do a sando you know la's a big on sando's and you know uh I, they, we weren't necessarily like crushing it with um the quarters it's my ups guy he also makes our hats too shout out to level five uh where yeah there we go there you go see i mean how, how much more supporting local your ups guy is the guy that makes your hats you know what i mean That's like the,
1: yeah super cool um well, everyone in LA kind of has a second gig, you know, every person I've gotten an Uber from this whole time has, you know, they're either acting, they're, uh, my, my travel companion is like making jokes with them, like, oh, do you have a script? Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm sure the guys that work here too have other things that they do and other hustles besides just working here, but. I, right
0: now, lately, it's been having
1: babies. A lot of my guys nice. are having babies. Well, that means they're comfortable. That means you're, you're you're being a good boss.
0: Yeah. No, I was I was talking to my barber about that, and it was it was pretty cool. You know, uh, to have in the past, I think three months, three employees birthed childs. Not the employee, but or the, maybe his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's it's cool. You know, one of them named him Anakin. One of them named him Gianni. Gianni. Um, so it's just I don't know. It's 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 cool. You know, just and little. Howlin' Onesies yet? We're working on those. Uh, we had a few uh, a different baby wear, they sold out pretty quickly. Um, funny story, well, one of our customers, one of the little kids that would always come in. He had a gold tooth right here, super sweet kid. Um, I gave him a little baby shirt, like a small shirt, and he wore it for his school photos. <laughs> it's
1: incredible.
0: It's super dope.
1: Yeah. You have a copy of that somewhere? I
0: have it, it's a soft copy, so it's on my phone.
1: You know. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. Also is there a secret? I mean, we've all been to places that have different levels of you know, the employees are happy, unhappy, whatever. Like do you do something every day? Is there a is there a way that you, you know, I, I kind of saw you interacting with guys and you it seems like you delegate a lot. It seems like you you trust them you think that's part of really keeping everyone happy?
0: I think it's a a combination of so many different things. You know, it's a first, it starts with getting the right person, you know, like, like really. And I feel I'm a firm believer on not hiring based on experience. You know, not just, okay, this guy's been a chef for 12 years. Let's get him, you know, like, or he's worked for some amazing restaurants. Let's get him. You know, what if that guy, that same guy comes in and interviews and it's like, he's got an ego about him, you know, and wants to kind of change the way the system's going and things like that i don't think that's beneficial regardless of the years of experience so part of it starts with the, the hiring process you know like like really having an open mind to individuals that may not be necessarily qualified at the time or maybe they don't have certain strengths and maybe they don't interview very well and they don't you know come across as like an amazing amazing employee but you can just you have a gut instinct like this is a good person you know and I can teach this person. Yeah. So if someone's a really good person and and trustworthy, and I can teach them, you know, uh, obviously they're going to make mistakes. But if I can teach them, they 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 have a job. You know what I mean? And 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 you know, there's even some people that you'll meet. Um, I don't know who was on the line at the time that you were on there, but if you remember any names or anything like that, there's a few guys that just just their aura and and who they are and how they interact and stuff like that that you just. You feel like you know them there's some people you meet you just feel like you know them and um, those are the type of people that I like to hire you know and it's not about the experience and then you know in terms of pay and, and, and hours and cutting hours we're, we're very very generous with that you know um, and then taking care of them too and, and teaching and guiding and sharing knowledge with them um, I feel like that's something that Makes an employee value the job even more is when they feel like they're gaining tools to utilize in their life, um, both in their career and outside their career in their personal life. You know, um, a lot of the guys, one of the guys that help with like uh, credit card debt or uh, help get a guy a car. You know, help a guy with his teeth. You know, get scheduled this dentist stuff for him and, and help help pay for some of that because uh, his teeth just rotted to pieces, you know? Like, uh, little things like that go a long way, you know? Yeah. And then continually being that, that, that head of that train where you're, where you're just like, what's next? You know, like, and, and how am I going to get there? And then how am I going to expand the roof of the ceiling for these guys too, you know? How am I going to make it where I can double their salaries? Uh, even though they're getting paid really well right now, you know how, how can I give them even more? You know, and how can I grow as a mentor, boss, leader, chef, um, and, and 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 that mindset, that student mindset. I feel like it's um, it can be as if it's like a magnet. People get drawn to that, and they want to be a part of that. You know, um, and they want to work in environments like that because it's so positive and uplifting. So I feel like that's those are some keys. To success that I have with my employees and 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 even customers too, you know, like it's the same, it's the same relationship. I feel like uh, uh, a customer and employee because they're gonna, the employees are gonna talk to their friends, you know, and customers are gonna talk to their friends about their experience and, and uh, how it was. And so, you know, there's a two box on all eyes on me, you know, you really need to pay attention to how you conduct yourself with every single person, you know, and then doing things like this, like this podcast and stuff, people. People will respect that, you know. Like, like today's technically like a day where I could like rest and just chill and do, you know, like nothing because Sunday was a little hectic, you know. And but here I am sitting down with you. I know you have a short period of time in LA, and that's that. Isn't that hospitality? You know what I mean? That's what my. That's what I feel like my job is as a chef. You know, is to be hospitable with people, with human beings. You know, Um, and so those are those are definitely some reasons I feel like. that culture of, of, of how it is and what you got to witness is how it is. Because it's crazy because you were only there for, what, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, you know, uh, maybe longer. Probably yeah, 45 minutes. Yeah, you had, yeah. That, you had the extra hot and I you were just really, you had your toys too. It was so funny because when my dad was still around, he, he was the same way like you where he would have these different... 3d toys you know like he did 3d comic books oh cool and uh converted you know images from the flat art to uh 3d art right nice. and um he would have all his different little gadgets and stuff and when i was growing up you know like dial-up modem you know like fax machines yeah. the imacs were still the 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 multi ones you know i don't know if you remember those yeah, yeah.
1: ones probably and-
0: yeah like the, the blue the orange and stuff like that and uh it was so fun i he i remember like the, he would struggle with some of the devices sometimes because he's an older guy and one time he got so mad at that mac that he took it outside and threw it on the floor and hit it with a hammer and or, uh and it was just like pieces shattering yeah. everywhere and technology's really come a far away. but it was funny seeing you on the counter right there like it, it was reminiscent of when i was growing up you know like this this older gentleman with all his toys and gadgets and he's like doing his thing you know like enjoying life and enjoying enjoying the different technologies that are available to him you know
1: well and i've been watching you guys you know i was gonna say the you not only support your staff you not only trust them you also promote them yeah I, i i'm pretty sure i follow lewis and mario and at least one other person because you gave him a shout out and I was like, I'm going to follow this dude. Yeah. And I tagged them all when I was on my way here and gave, just told him what's up. Like, yo, I'm going to be there. I'm so psyched. And they're like, Roger that. Like 10 more, yeah. let's go. Yeah. And, and it's cool because in the barbecue world, especially, you know, you, you talk about supporting them with, you know, their teeth or whatever. There, there's a lot of stories like that. I've had guys on the show that, you know, they had to bail their guy out of jail or help them pay something or, uh. There's that support when you have when you have someone you trust. You know, some guys look for green people. They just they would rather have someone who has no idea what they're doing because as long as they're a good person, you can teach them. Yeah. Uh, do you? Is it just kind of organic? Do you just see you know someone has a birthday, something's happening, so you just kind of shout them out, or is that is there like a tactical way that you do that? Or are you just excited to? It's. I mean, it's them? it's a,
0: it's, a, it's a, I was having a conversation with another gentleman about this too. It's like. There's just a genuineness to it when your goal and your mission and and the reason why you're doing things, you know, um, is is very pure. And like our our, our goal being, you know, to be hospitable, to welcome people, to celebrate whatever (coughs) needs celebrating at that time, if someone wants that shout out. Or someone's asking for a shout out or a customers asking for something or or maybe you overhear a customer saying man i wish i would have got the hot boom hot's right in front of them right there that second you know like because because we hear it and then we would just make it you know and it's 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 more of a mindset i would say than it than it's like picking and choosing what to celebrate you know what i mean like obviously i knew you were like seemed like you're you're out a out of town guy not necessarily maybe a local um, visiting, and you mentioned, like, I've been hearing a lot about mm-hmm. it, um, and you seem to kind of be savvy about food a little bit, you know, so I want to kind of, like, sh- give you that experience, you know. I don't know if you maybe had Nashville hot chicken prior? A little bit. Yeah. We're, okay. And,
1: uh, Prince's, maybe? Places. Not Prince's, yeah.
0: Boltons? No, <coughs> You'll love, I, I, you should check out Boltons, um, because he does some barbecue stuff too. And uh, I remember last time I was there probably like maybe eight months ago or, or longer. He was outside of his store with this little barbecue just doing some baby back ribs, you know, and he's known for a little bit of a hotter uh, Nashville hot chicken, a little bit more of a dry rub. But he also does uh, hot fish with catfish bomb. He does a big spaghetti side bomb. He does the string beans, albeit like they're a little bit more Less al dente than maybe you you might like you know, but they're still really really good you know. And um, his sides are great, his, his beans are great you know. Um, so boltons, I would def- definitely recommend you know get the get the hot fish for sure. Get it with mustard, onions you know, pickles on it nice. on the white bread. You it's make so it make a little sandwich. It's spicy, make you sweat. The heat in that room, the humidity in that room, like the 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 stickiness of the walls you know, it's all this beautiful experience you know and uh that's like that's definitely with barbecue guys i recommend that spot 400 degrees (coughs) she's great Aki. she just had i think she's on second baby um we 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 actually flew out some of our staff members out there and we did a pop-up with her so we cooked our wings uh, around christmas time and just for free for for the city because we knew the city was getting word about like us and stuff like that. So we wanted to like bring it to them and show us, show them what we were doing and how we were doing it. Um, and that went great. That was, that, that was amazing. Um, and, and Prince's, you got to check out Prince's pepper fire. Uh, they have a thing called, a uh, is that pepper? It's a deep fried grilled cheese basically. Yeah. And they serve it with like an apple compote and then hot chicken, obviously like tenders. And, uh, that's, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. You, I think you, you would like that. You know? that but it all sounds amazing. Yeah, it's great. There's all these different, different you know, and then right across from Hattie B's downtown, if the line's too long or whatever and you want to wait for a second, uh, go across the street and get a bushwhacker. Have you ever had a bushwhacker? So bushwhackers are like these smoothies, not smoothies, like like a frozen alcoholic beverage that's got like rum in it. It's got like it's, it's so many different alcohols in it and uh it's it's wild you know you can get a half whack which is like a little one one. and it's not just that place that serves it it's kind of a nashville thing bushwhackers you know and um goes great with hot chicken because like especially afterwards you know it's a little bit of alcohol and it's got that cooling kind of you know so we always end up uh, going there after we go to hattie b's but it's it's you know that city and, and those experiences that's what that's why we're doing what we're doing and how we're doing it for sure it's it's you know it's our interpretation of it but we're not trying to be something that's not us you know what I mean
1: but you're a chef so you could you know you have the resume you have the history to be you could be in some place that has ten seats and you could be doing these big momentous or fancy things but you chose this very simple thing and do it perfectly so was that Were you just excited about the scene? How did you get from I like hot chicken to like I'm going to have the most fun hot chicken restaurant ever?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was doing something that I I, it's doing something that I got into this field for. I got into being a chef not to, you know, have a 10 seat restaurant or do tasting menus or, or, you know, um, like be super creative with the plating. But. You know, maybe maybe the taste isn't there. To be honest, there's places that I've gone where the plate and the service, and it's beautiful. It's amazing, you know. But on a soulful level, the food, it, it felt detached. It felt mechanical. It felt almost medicinal, you know, like in a way of like, it was just so constructed and it was beautiful to look at it's beautiful for the gram it's beautiful to like sh- shout out and show people what you're doing you know it's like oh but it didn't hit me and, and there's been a few fine dining restaurants that I've gone to um there's some in France that just really they had that that soulfulness to it but also that artistry and that that composition that you know a lot of the fine dining restaurants have and why i got into cooking was was i wanted to cook food that had that sustenance characteristic that soulfulness to it that craveability and that 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 memory associated with too because a lot of food is is memory you know like now you'll have that memory for for the rest of your life where you you tried the extra hot then you tried the allen and you were just you look wrecked you know, and you know, like that. You'll have that for the rest of your life, and then you'll have moments maybe where you'll be like chopping it up with one of your friends, and he's like, "Man, I love spicy food." you will be like, "Okay, well, there's a spot I want to go to, and we're gonna sit down, and we're gonna eat this, and you tell me, you know, if you still like spicy food after that or whatever." And then you're you're taking a memory that you have, and then you're sharing that memory with somebody else, and creating a new memory. You know, and working for Thomas Keller, it's always been about. Memories, you know, like creating memories, you know, and then also referencing memories and things like that. Like to get a a lobster dish with peas and carrots and um, the peas and carrots was a reference to when he was growing up the frozen meals that had the peas and carrots in it, you know, Exactly. Exactly. And and that's awesome that 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 playfulness that that that, you know, throwbackness to like like old school. But more importantly, that that soulfulness and, and that memory you know kind of creating but also uh, referencing is is what inspired me about being a chef and that's why i'm doing this and it's because to put it simply i got into being a chef for for those specific reasons and then also i like the hard work aspect to it there's a reason why there's like call outs there's a reason why you know the the lines right there in front of the guys it's just this it just embodies so much about who I am as an individual um, and a chef, you know, this the layout and everything like that. It's it's my little mini dream restaurant, you know. And it's funny because now you have, you have a lot of places maybe looking to this restaurant for their design or their, you know, and that's cool. That's awesome, you know, to inspire other people. Um, and so yeah, uh, now I just keep going, keep keep moving forward on it. Um, but those are some of the reasons why. Um, I have it how I have it is because, you know, what I got into it for, what excites me about it, and what makes me happy about being a chef, you know what I mean? And
1: reeling back a little bit, you started with a truck. You know, unfortunately I didn't get to experience that, but was the truck the same vibe? Was it, you know, did you have seats? Did you have a lot of seats or what what was the truck did it kind of evolve into this, or was it kind of the same thing? Yeah, traveling around. So
0: the truck didn't really make that much money. The truck um, was a taco truck, all white taco truck that we painted black. We, we threw a, a few vinyl stickers on it, um, and it was built to serve tacos. It had a steam table, a thirty-six inch griddle, uh, one maybe twenty-five pound fryer, one one fryer, and. Um, yeah, it would it would break down after driving for forty minutes. So you'd have to you know put a timer on, and then stop driving after forty minutes, and then let it kind of like cool down, and then keep going. It was it was not fun, but but you know what it was? I, it was it was a uh, it was my foot in the door to serve Nashville hot chicken in LA, and I didn't want to get any investors involved. I didn't want to um, you know kind of sell out hot chicken, you know, and, and just yeah. do it for the money or whatever. I wanted to. Introduce it to the city, and do it in a way where I'm representing what I fell in love with about Nashville. And so, it, there was no music. I, I had a little Bluetooth speaker. I mean, you can call it that. But now it what's not bumping like that. It's definitely bumping. Yeah, exactly. And it um, it wasn't. There was not long lines. We don't, were only serving quarters. We were we had a bunch of sides like black eyed peas you know like like just a lot of different cucumber salad uh that we still get like requests for today you know some of those sides a potato salad you know things like that um it was more side focused and quarter focused than it was just chicken focused you know um and that um you know kind of took it we, we we were making we weren't really making money we had one employee And, uh, most of the money that was made went to paying him and paying for our food, you know? And, um, we, we did have enough of a following where, you know, we could just stay open and not have to close it. Um, but I leased that track for six months and I did pop-ups in Venice or downtown Silver Lake. And I started to get a feel for where we were busier and Silver Lake, we were really busy, uh, downtown, we were really busy. Venice, it was like, you know, it wasn't as busy. I feel like people are a little more health conscious, like, like out there, I don't know, you know. Um, but we also didn't have a name at the time. So then we go and like a month or two uh, before our lease is up, we introduced a hot chicken sandwich. That was the first time ever that we had lines um, was, was when we announced we're doing a hot chicken sandwich. And that was my wife's idea to do that. And... Um, Shout out to Amanda. Yeah, Amanda Chapman. She... She's like, we gotta put a sando on there and, and we we spent like a lot of time on, on the, the layers of it, how it's composed. Even our spice blend we went through like twenty-seven to two hundred, you know, at different times, scaling it by the grams. So we would change okay, take out two grams of this, two grams of that, add one gram of this, and then we would make it, test it, and then we would be like, Okay, let's do four versions of that with two grams more black pepper, one gram less this, you know. And so it would—it was just like this branched out crazy, you know, uh, fine dining technique to, to find a sp- spice blend when you're re- literally controlling it by the gram. And um, yeah, so Hot Chicken sandal gets released and uh, we pick up some traction from that. That was really good. And then we go into some restaurant, different restaurant deal negotiations, but they all fall through. And I kind of got to a point where I was like really lost. I didn't know what, because the truck was closed and all my restaurant deals fell through. So I was like, where am I going? You know what I mean? And then I uh, ran into Alvin Kylon at um, a food event. Alvin Kylon, he's uh, known for doing egg Slat, creating egg Slat. He had yeah, yeah, a spot that. right here. His burger uh, shows are cool. Uh, burger show, yeah. Uh, he has a spot out in New York now. Um, he was opening here at Unit 120, where Lawson now resides. Um, and he's like, yeah, come on down, check it out. Uh, George Hughes is an amazing person, he's the landlord of the building. Um, he can help you get on your feet, you know, and so we ultimately negotiate a really good deal um, where you know we can get in here for a very low cost and open up our doors, you know. And uh, George George helps us build the restaurant, um, and that was kind of the way Helen Rays was born into this this space. And since then, it's evolved like massively, massive. Like this, we this room wasn't even ours. I you was know?
1: thinking when I saw the the doors that I was like, I bet they're taking over more space
0: it's already been taken
1: over. Yeah.
0: Like like we have 20,000 pounds of spices back there right now. You oh. know what I mean? Like or maybe like 15,000, you know, like right there. It's a lot. Yeah, we have fridges. They're just dedicated for, you know, wings, just dedicated for like they're isolated fridges, you know, all at different temperatures, all for specific reasons, bone in, bone out, etc., you know, like it's so broken down. And it's great because when you go into the restaurant and you experience it, you just see that counter, you just see it, but there's so much more behind it,
1: you know. When you're, is it buttermilk that you put the chicken in, or? Well, you could say wash. wash. There's a wash. Yeah. And so you're, you're going through a lot of steps too. Like when that sando hits your hand. Yeah, there's so many, so many steps and hands. And yep. Is it, is it a hard process to teach? Are there, I mean. You have it. I'm guessing you have it broken down very simply for everyone, and people kind of take turns on their job. I I, I kind of get the the pace, but was it weird figuring out? Because it's a lot of guys. Yeah. And is it just that important that each person just does their job and then hands it off?
0: Is yeah, yeah. It's idea? pretty. It's. I mean, that helps with consistency of product. You know, when you serve like 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 700 sandos or 600 sandos, 800 sandos a day. And then that's not even including quarter pieces, wings, you know, uh, tenders, all that stuff. <clears throat> we're serving close to a thousand, thousand two hundred people. When you serve that many people, and you want your product to be consistent, you know, you do kind of isolate it where it's like that's our bun guy. You know, he's making buns, and then when we're ready to move that guy to doing another role, then we train him through it. And we don't make it easy; we make it complicated because with the complication comes consistency and quality of product. If they understand. Yeah, it's complicated, but if they understand, you know, the basics behind it and why, um, and and the complicated ideas behind it too and why, then you're going to get a better product. So it's more time invested, but it's, it's worth it at the end of the day to um, explain those different, you know, reasonings behind why we do it like this and this and this. So it isn't really
1: easy. Yeah. Have you had... A- Have you had a, have you had any? That was a good
0: one. Yeah, that was a good. Somebody held it for a long, you know, like a. Do
1: they get like a, is there kind of a cue or you're all just kind of playing around? Usually
0: it's the chef that's uh, on Expo will be like, hey fellas, we got a stand over there. And then like, hey. You know, or someone sees someone holding the camera up. It's like, it's like someone's asking you to do a call. Like someone's asking, someone holding the camera up is asking you to just at least maybe recognize them. So sometimes you can just recognize them, what up, hey, hi, you know? Uh, or you can do a shout out or you can do something, you know? But I feel like if, if you, like, look at, like so you hold your camera up or you're holding, pretend you're holding your camera up, right? And then I'm like, I mean, how awkward is that? And that's what people do too, you know? Like, like in, in other restaurants, you know, like say, say you come in, you pretend to be like, you know, a, a tourist or something with a heavy accent, you're like, hi, I'm from Germany just recording this, my name is, you know, Svechkel. Uh How you doing? You know, they're gonna feel awkward about it, you know? So how do you lighten that up and, and give them what they want, essentially, you know what I mean? They want, hey, what's up, how you doing? Hi, Germany, my name's, you know, Larry, I'll be taking your order today. Uh, so I recommend, you know, the hot links, you know, whatever. And it's just like,
1: that's what we're doing,
0: you know? So those are the cues when somebody wants it.
1: Well, I'll know that. Um, I'll know that from now on. So, have you had any like surprising people stop by? Uh, fun stuff happen where you know you didn't know someone famous or someone interesting that in Hollywood or in, in LA. It, it's interesting because like you're kind of famous for what you do, but you might be into other people who are famous for other things. Is there is there a time that you remember where you were like really excited when someone showed up?
0: Yeah, I mean, I. I... Uh, we we try we we, do, we serve we have a pretty uh, like like high list or, or good right. list of celebrity clientele and sure. things like that. But honestly, like you know, every, everybody's the same. You know, like what makes them different than than us? Uh, yeah, obviously a lot of money and and being recognized in the streets and stuff like that. Um, people who I've been most excited to serve, you know, have been. Uh, definitely Kendrick Lamar you know like like we did a uh, event with uh, Elon Musk was doing an event for the boring company which is uh, a they're putting a tunnel through LA and it's in, uh, coming out of Hawthorne and there Elon Musk and Kendrick were sitting down and um, we were bringing out chicken to them at the event and that it was really cool to to meet them you know sh- shake their hands chop it up with them for a second that was really cool because I like I like people that aren't flashy, you know, with their stuff, you know, uh, like with the chains or whatever, you know, like he's just very humble and and, and cool guy in that sense. Um, A lot of NBA basketball players, you know, I grew up playing basketball and that's a big part of my, my uh, discipline and, and, and team orientedness that is instilled in me. So whenever NBA players come in, I love, love seeing them. I love how tall they are when say there's like a, a family in line you know and the family's not necessarily that tall and then there's you know on andre stoudemire you know or amari stoudemire walking by or whomever and it's just super funny seeing that diversity you know that 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 such a someone like
1: climbing under the doorway yeah
0: exactly and like that's 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 super dope you know so but everybody i mean even down to regulars you know down to people like yourself that each have experiences and unique experiences that you know are, are just super funny. You know, with your with your uh, gadgets and you know like uh, devices and everything. You know, like that's it's, it's cool. You know, and everybody really is is VIP in our in our eyes. You know, like rarely will we put like VIP on a ticket. You know what I mean? Like um, oftentimes our VIPs are people that maybe maybe one time they order they get the wrong heat level or something like that. And we're making it up to them, you know. That's that's a very important. Don't mess that up. Like, let's take care of this person because maybe we did make a mistake, you know, and um, or they ordered it and it was too hot for them, you know. And and we have to kind of like make it up to them because our job, you know, with the cashiers is to really explain to them. Like, this is very very spicy, you know. Ghost pepper, habanero, you know, Trinidad scorpion. We're talking like some of the hottest peppers in the world, Carolina Reaper, you know. So um you know we we take that on ourselves if someone orders it and it's too hot for them maybe we didn't do a well enough job explaining it you know what i mean um and that that does contribute to the line and stuff like that is because you do have a bunch of people thinking okay Hallen race i'll take one sando howlin i want to get your signature item you know what i mean let me get it howlin or i'll get a whole bird and a batter's box howlin you know how much chicken that is it's like 60 something dollars worth of chicken. That's a lot of wings and, and, and a whole chicken, and they're getting it Hallen, you know? And so we have to like reel it back, slow it down, and explain to them, like, hey, have you had ghost pepper before? Or we'll just give them a sample. And we'll be like, here's our extra hot to try. Um, and how do you like that? Hallen is one above that, you know? And then they go down to like a medium or something like that. Because uh, it's our job, you know, uh, being in the
1: hospitality industry to take care of people. Do you see, (coughs) I've noticed from talking to people that there's these in-betweens, like there's a medium plus, and there's, Mm -hmm. do you see kind of people looking in the mid-range more, or do people just show up and ask for howlin' and really mean it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think over time, you know, we've developed such a following and such regulars, you know, like we have people that, like it's the Tuesday squad, Wednesday squad, Thursday squad, yeah a lot of that line is people coming back, you know, it's, 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 it's regulars, you know, it's people who they love their medium plus Lewis style. They love, you know, their, their breast quarter with collard greens. They love their wings hot with a a Mac salad, you know, or, or they love their fries and, you know, like waffle, you know, like that. They just want to come on the weekends, only on the weekends to get a waffle, you know? And so, um, the, 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 the people coming in and ordering the Howlin', you know, it can be like your tourists or your people who haven't had it before. Luckily, you know, because we have such a, a, a large, you know, amount of regulars and, and people in LA that keep, keep coming back, um, we don't have to deal with it as much. Um, but yeah, you have your thrill seekers, you have your people coming in, seeing the videos, wanting to, you know,
1: feel the pain. And Is there still one above Howlin'? Yeah.
0: So secret one? Yeah.
1: You got to sign something for it, right?
0: You just got to show that you can handle, you know, like like the howling or even the extra hot, you know? So that's why, I like, the first piece that I gave you was extra hot. And what I was doing was, first, I was seeing if you are going to eat it at all, you know? But second, uh, I want to see how you responded to it, you know, like in terms of your body, how much sweat percolated, you know, uh, how diluted did your eyes get, you know? Like, uh, definitely cried on the howland Yeah, how much, how, how, how you know, much hallucination did I see you kind of like, you know, seeing and stuff like that? And you got, you got like a good, yeah, you had a good buzz going, you know? It was funny because you were talking, you were talking to a few people, I think, at the time, like, yeah, yeah. The counter had, next to
1: you? Yeah, this guy named Ben was sitting next to me. And he had just come back from Austin and, and eating barbecue, so it was a funny coincidence. Wow.
0: Were you guys, uh, similar in line?
1: think so i didn't i I wasn't looking around that much in line yeah but yeah i think we were close i think he might have been i think they were kind of halfway or finishing as i sat down oh okay but they had gotten an extra hot and kind of passed it between them and i don't think anyone actually tried
0: yeah yeah no because i heard them saying something about the hot like i was eavesdropping on them and he's like oh man i really want to try you know the extra hot but i was i was really afraid so i was just like here's let's do it man you know like now's the time and um did in line, you have anybody that you were talking to or anything like that or were you kind of like? A,
1: a few people, but unfortunately I was, uh, because everyone was getting ready for the event, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have anyone to kind of hang out with. Yeah. But I did talk to a few people in line. And I like talked...
0: customers and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I was just telling them how the things I knew and that what I was planning on getting and then Bert texted me mm-hmm. and he was like, get 10 Sandos." da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, this is going to get more interesting if he actually shows up. And, yeah. And then... What I also didn't realize is Aaron Franklin and Sam Jones were doing a book signing. So you
0: didn't know right that? There.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, I look and I was like, "There's Aaron." And I look and I'm like, "What's up, Sam Jones?" And he shook my hand. He was like, "Good to see you, man." Yeah, because I've run into him at a bunch of events. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it was just hilarious because I was like, "Oh, I- so you were here for us?" Yeah.
0: I thought you were here for the book signing, and then you were like, "You know what? The line's not that long. I'ma hop in." No, I came here for this.
1: Wow. Cool awesome I've been following y'all forever I've been kind of on the hot chicken train although there's not much in Austin Mm -hmm. Uh, and I did I ended up um, the last time I went to Tennessee I went to Memphis Mm -hmm. so I got Hattie B's in a couple of places there but
0: how'd you like uh, the Hattie B's in Memphis because I haven't been out to their Atlanta or Memphis locations yet
1: it was good. It's, consistent. It's cool. It's like a brand new building you mm-hmm. know? The 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 merch is fun. Yeah. And yeah, I went there three times. So it was yeah. pretty consistent. I was there for a barbecue competition. But what people don't realize is, in a lot of barbecue competitions, you don't get to eat much. Yeah. Because everyone's submitting got, it. Yeah.
0: Don't you have to have like a lot of little pieces? Right.
1: Yeah. The idea. The other thing is that competition barbecue. I don't really enjoy very often because it's they're, they're trying to make one bite just super flavorful. So they'll just inject it and soak it and marinate it and all, and coming from Texas. Or so use
0: like Wagyu so. or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's painful because sometimes it's kind of like a waste. As a chef, I would never go to uh, any barbecue competition. So well,
0: you know, what's funny is like speaking on that, something I train my guys on the collard greens is when I'm telling them about the broth, I explain to them like, yeah, I don't want one spoonful to be perfectly seasoned like, like, perfectly perfectly and it's too salty i want you to be able to take the glass of 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 the broth the pot liquor and drink it and want it and it's craveable where you can drink the whole thing and you're like damn that's like that hits me you know but if you can you take that broth and you drink it and it's too salty or too over seasoned or too rich you know then you're not going to want that whole broth you know that whole
1: uh um... yeah, and you're, you're kind of you're in pain in another way which is like you got over seasoned in your mouth and that's that sucks yeah
0: that's interesting about the competition barbecue thing
1: yeah it's it's a uh, it's frustrating because i want to cover it more there's great guys doing it but the food is just rough yeah it's like a, a chicken thigh that they cover in parquet. And they
0: lar- lacquer it, right? Yeah. It's like
1: lacquered. Well, first they cook it with like butter basically in these little pans that hold it in this shape. And so then, it's like
0: butter poached?
1: Yeah. And then they cover it in this sauce, put it back in, cover it and like literally lacquer it like it's like candied. Yeah. And it looks good and it probably tastes all right, but like you couldn't eat half that thigh. It gets Just it. a small thigh. Yeah, the idea is like they're just going to cut a tiny piece and the judges, and the whole judging, I don't want to get into it, but I I like events like the one that the LA Times Times Food Bowl was, which is you just show up, you get to try everything, there's no voting, there's no, you know, Aaron Franklin's always going to have the longest line, Mm -hmm. um, but everyone put out something really flavorful, something that really represents the way they cook, and it was just, I think it's cool to to just have a chance to be you, not to be forced into this, oh, we gotta beat. There's some competitions in Austin and they're a little more fun, but it's like sometimes a corn dog wins and it's like, well, this guy made like these wagyu martini glasses with like a really nice kind of a grits, um, what's that, the cheese thing? It's like fancy grits, I can't think of that. grits? A P. Um, uh, was it. Grits? What? Was it cheese? It's like cheese you make, it's Italian. Uh-huh. And you, it, it's kind of- Parmesan? Like, no, no, no. It's, like, it's kind of like grits. It's a dish that starts with P. Polenta. Polenta. Got it. Yeah. It was like a polenta with a perfect piece of waggy brisket. And I was like, that was an incredible bite. But the corn dog won because it was still warm when it got to the judges table, mm. you know, just like, it's just stupid. Yeah. And I like when people get to express themselves fully, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like how you guys, you just get to you do exactly what you want. You figure out the spices, you figure out the process. Did you see this area change? I mean, obviously this wasn't, you know, this isn't part of kind of what was originally here. Like I went to scoop across the way Mm -hmm. and that was really awesome. Everyone in there told me to get the same flavor, which Mm -hmm. was hilarious. Oh really? What flavor? The Bianca bread, Bianca bread. That's funny. And uh, and so they all told me I actually got some before we met up too. Yeah, I they're at. So,
0: so you said I'm gonna go to Scoops or are they? Yeah, well I was like I just ate all the top
1: food. I have to put something else in here. Or yeah, I'll probably die.
0: See, and that's also a big thing about what I, why I don't serve ice cream. You know, like that's community. You know, those are your neighbors. You know, and like,
1: did were they here already? Yeah. So have you seen like your line or your? Attention to this spot changed the.
0: Yeah, more people show up. It wasn't like I was kind of scared of the concept of even opening here because it was so empty. Like there wasn't that many people here, you know. And it's not like you drive by and see it. You can't. You can't see our restaurant from the street, you know. And also the parking's not the best. But there's a there's a ma- magic to to it, you know. There's something it's it's great. A great spot. Yeah, it's, it's nuts a
1: fun, cool little there's those the little kids rides. Yeah, there,
0: yeah, it's very, it, it, exa- it's very southern too. It reminds it's, Yeah, it's Chinatown if you look at the labels and stuff like that but one thing that inspired me was like I saw these like chefs from like Ocean Seafood or one of these restaurants carrying pigs whole, whole hogs two guys carrying pigs up to the restaurant at 5 in the morning and that was like a sign for me like you're you're doing it right bro like that's when i was in nashville you know there was guys like walking around with no shoes and they were delivering beans to the restaurant you know like 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 raw actual beans in their pods you know and the, it, it just really was reminiscent of that another thing is like there was like this little barbershop next to princes in, in nashville and there was a barbershop right there was uh, it's a very uh, older demographic barbershop you know it's not your, your new age barbershop kind of thing it's like you know but it's really cool because when i saw that it reminded me of nashville you know uh, the sense of community of the the all the different uh restaurants you know it, it's great
1: do you think being a chef gives you not only a palette for food but a palette for experience and seeing because you know, I talked to Brian Furman, who's a, he does Bees Cracklin' in Atlanta, and he talks about how he finds restaurants in a community. He doesn't want to be in the city. He wants to be where the people are, where there's families, where people want to come regularly. Do you, do you get a sense of, you kind of find, you found this spot because of the vibe around it, not just because it was the right square footage or had the right fryers or whatever?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was, a, there was a lot of different reasons why we, we came in here. first. Was um, this was all we could afford? We couldn't, you know, and and keeping it in the family, you know, kind of thing, and not like going to some big corporate like company that wants a franchise, yeah, like a like big one, you know, like so that was one. Two, it reminded me of the South a little bit, you know, like with with this such this clash of, and it's also it reminded me of L.A. too. How L.A. is it that we're serving Nashville hot chicken? in a food plaza in Chinatown, in next to a bun place, uh, there's a tea shop, you know, at, That's at a the- Tiny bookstore. Little bookstore, well, that bookstore wasn't there at the time, you know, and, and it's like, it was just, it was cool, you know, the concept to me, I, I felt like it was very LA, but, and also it was a landlord that we could trust and that stood behind us and wasn't just trying to get in, you know, all these different people and, and, and gentrify or whatever, you know, I feel like this is, there are people that will say this is like gentrified, but it's not, if you really, like, this is, go look at the lemonades, go look at like, you know, all these different places, like, and the tender green, all these different areas. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in, in Silver Lake, right? And it was so different than it is now. So, uh, like... Massively, you know. So when you talk about gentrification, there's these areas of LA that, trust me, they go through it like 100%. This is like not even, not even close, you know. Like this, we're, we're in a small 500 square foot little thing, you know, here. And it's just two people trying to do something for, for LA in the sense of like introduce a dish. And now it's like, now it's amazing. Now it's all over the place, you know. You can get it in a lot of different places. And that's, that's great. Well,
1: do you think there's a certain. I see. A, I see. You have a lot of focus. I see that because you have that focus, there's a generosity to what you do. There's a you don't care if ten more hot chicken places open because you're doing it the way you want it, and you're doing it. You're you, you, you're living your best life. I guess is the best. You know, it's kind of a cliche to say now, but you, you're doing what you want, and do you think that that's really kind of the secret to being happy. Is just like just trudge forward on exactly what you like
0: yeah i mean i think integrity and in what you do i think um also why like like why are you doing it we're not doing this to get rich you know and, and try and make massive amount of money and take over the world or whatever you know we're not trying to open up like 40 of these you know and and have it all over the place you know we're at the end of the day you know like like we're known for a certain quality and and, and that's what we're, we're focused on, you know, and um, a lot of people and a lot of lives depend on this, this restaurant. Now we have like close to 30 employees, you know, when we first started one employee and then when we first started here, four employees, you know, and now it's like 30, 30 people and they're having babies, you know, it's like, it's become this family and, and this culture around it and you know, the expansion and, and being able to serve more people, making the lines less, less long, you know what I mean? By, by, making it more efficient and, and and really cranking it out uh without sacrificing quality you know um but why i'm not phased by it is because i feel like howlin race is something that is, is is fortunate enough to almost become this institution in such a short period of time you know uh, when you look at the reviews online and the, the the sheer volume of them and the amount of people to come in and out of those stores and the amount of people that have memories here and in, in that three year period it's it's that's insane you know to me and, and that's that's something that gives me a lot of joy is is how important we've we've kind of become to the city of LA and it's not just hot chicken too. So when you when you look at these uh, comparisons or whatever, you know uh, why I feel okay with it is is not so much living the best life because it is very stressful. And difficult to manage a restaurant with, with this long of a wait, yeah. um, with this many inquiries online and emails, with, you know, uh, problems, you know, happening on the daily or whatever and, and, and delegating and all that stuff. It's difficult. But um, it's more about the culture about why we're doing it. I feel like the reason people are coming and, and waiting in line is not just for the hot chicken. You know what I mean? It's, there's There's more to it than just that you know, and that's uh, hard to replicate, you know, and so that's why I, f- I feel okay with, with things, you know what I mean, um, because that energy, that ambiance, the, the stories, the, the history, um, that's, that's something that, you know, uh, is unique to ourselves.
1: And do you, you know, you've created a culture, you've created this family, a lot of the fans, you know, they're listening to this, they might be trying to start a restaurant or they might be working on a recipe or, you know, they're they're, they're thinking about something beyond their work, something, you know, maybe they're just trying to cook a good brisket because they want to impress their friends. Uh, I ask at the end of all the interviews, you know, what's your message to the enthusiasts out there, someone who wants to come here or just wants to make really good hot chicken at home, what's your message like, to kind of keep them going, keep them motivated? I, I mean,
0: be a student, stay humble, stay, stay hungry, um, grind, work your butt off, you know, um, don't be afraid, um, life is short, it's a very, you're blessed with, you know, this opportunity to, you know, um, go out and get it, you know, for some people it may be extremely difficult, for some people it might come easier, you know, but as long as your intentions and motivations and, and dedication is there, I feel like, you know, you will be successful. It may take you years. It took me 13 years to start my own, or no, 10 years to start my own restaurant, you know? And it took my father passing to start my own restaurant. And a lot of things throughout my career and situations that I've gone through have been difficult, but it's been about the mindset and and, and my perspective that's helped me get to the point where I'm at now. And a lot of strong people and a great team of people that you trust and develop and who you try and exemplify to them that they can trust you. It's not just me, you know, that is Helen Rays. It's 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 all the employees, you know, it's 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 Amanda, you know, it's all, all all the people in the back end, it's 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 everybody, you know. And so it'd be selfish to take credit for just that and saying me, you know, like, but what's gotten me here in my career is definitely my mindset, you know, getting you know, uh, having something negative happen and turning that around into a positive and and how can I learn from that and grow from that? Um, Constantly trying to improve and, and, you know, um, being okay with working, you know, long, long hours because that's what it is, you know? And people ask sometimes, like, how do you do it? How do you, how are you still working on the line three years in at the same freaking restaurant serving fried chicken, right? Is it, I mean, typically as a chef 13 years in, executive chefs first off they're not on the line at all usually maybe they're on like you know uh expo plating some food here and there or they're doing the inventory and maybe not even doing the inventory they were just kind of like managing you know walking around but here it's like i'm i'm I'm, that's what makes me happy is 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 serving the people you know passing a sandwich cracking a joke or or creating a memory or you know uh, facilitating a Conversation between staff and, and customer by saying something like, Hey, hey, Mauricio, you know, tell him about that one time you went to Target and you got kicked out, you know, and then he'll have to make up something, you know, because maybe it's not necessarily a true story. And like, he'll be like, Yeah, so I was at target, you know, but that's amazing, you know, and then th- that facilitates like this this genuine laugh between somebody and, and so- another stranger, you know. so." A lot of those things are, are what I like to um, share with young culinarians or young business owners or young chefs and entrepreneurs is, you know, to not 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 be afraid and, and, and just you know, there's a reason why all these like key words and these words that I'm saying are are so consistently shared throughout all these different leaders throughout different platforms. Um, and it's because it's true, you know, you know, just really dedicating, motivating, they're not, you're good. They're not. Um, they're not supposed to be taken for granted, you know. And there's a reason why you always hear that because you can be like, "Oh yeah, stay motivated." Oh yeah, get educated. Oh yeah, you know, be confident. You know, be fearless. All that stuff. But there's a
1: reason, you know, why a lot of these different people are saying that. And uh, well, you have to find the thing, and then can just trudge forward towards it but a lot of times figuring out what you want could take five years yeah because you think you want you know i i started off thinking i wanted to be in a reggae band and being in a band and trying to coordinate that made me hate it mm-hmm. and then i thought i wanted to do beer tours and i started this beer tour company and i started to hate beer because, really well, it was more the tourists because i was I, they just they, they they had expectations and in Austin, there's some of the breweries are in these little industrial areas. They're not pretty, mm-hmm. but their their beer's delicious and the experience is great. But just I got tired of people having a bad time because they wanted to. You know, yeah. I'm sure you have that challenge. People, roll- oh
0: yeah, people show up to be like this shit better be good. You know what I mean? And like I'm like, you know, here, this is an extra sando for you. You know what I mean? This is coming from my man Mauricio's paycheck. You know, this is like trying to joke it, j- yeah. chop it up, you know, chop, chop it down, dude, yeah. chop that negativity down. And for some
1: love or something.
0: Yeah. Like you know, cause there's a reason why they're being like that. You know, maybe they want the attention. Maybe they are having a bad day, you know, and even sometimes when the line's like 25 minutes, you know, we'll still get people trying to cut the line. It's like 25 minutes. Like, like, yeah. I was
1: terrified to just go in and <coughs> ask someone to, to bug you. Cause I was like, I don't want anyone to think I'm skipping a <laughs>
0: Oh, to ask someone to yeah. I
1: was like, hey, I, I'm, I'm supposed to meet with Johnny. Yeah. Like, so I kind of oh, about
0: right now. And, yeah.
1: And I just went in and you know just to make sure that people did, didn't think I was just trying yeah. to, Like get on get in on them or whatever. Well, that's that's
0: like a, a very very southern very you know conscious socially conscious thing you know is like some people have that awareness and some people don't you know but it's important to not judge on that and accept people for you know who they are and how they are and. And and work with it, you know, and deal with it, and, and and move forward. And some of those, those, you know, customers or clientele, I I take as great opportunities for me to teach my staff and and for me to learn as well because it is so difficult, you know. And that that's where just throwing it back to the mindset thing. That's why I have that mindset, and that that mindset has enabled
1: me to be, you know, successful. I feel like. Well, Johnny, thank you. Appreciate it. Honor. Thanks for having me. I Can't believe that I got mm-hmm. an hour of talking with you, and it felt like 10 minutes. This was awesome. Cool. And uh, thanks for putting it out there. You guys are killing it, and uh, it will be the top of my list the next time I'm in LA. Appreciate it. Thank you. Safe travels. Yeah. All right. There you go. steal
0: that thing off of you, and... (sighs) Yeah, that was an hour already? Yeah.
1: That's what I was like.
0: I I try to, on a lot of these podcasts, I try not to talk